Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Putin is killing his own. He's killing his family. I'm convinced that such a natural and necessary cleansing of society will only strengthen our country. The administration is now trying to say these are Putin's price hikes. This is all on Joe Biden. (laughs) It's enough to make your head spin. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Monday. Lots to talk about today and have a very special guest in studio with me. Uh, Former Charlotte mayor, former North Carolina governor, former talk show host. Governor Pat McCrory, the number one talk show host in the Carolinas, as I told Henry Hinton. Well, yeah, I'm sure sure Henry will debate that. (laughs) How was the talk show? Was that fun? You know, it was a great experience because um, I learned a couple of things from it. First of all, I learned more about radio. When we ended up being number one in the Charlotte market, morning radio, number one morning radio in all of Charlotte, even beat John Boy and Billy, wow, and Bob and Sherry. But you know what? I made a requirement of the show that we had no name calling, self deprecation, humor. We take the serious. You got to laugh at yourself. You got to. In fact, we as Republicans need to get back to Thank that. Thank you. Ronald Reagan was my role model, and Ronald Reagan had self-deprecation, laughed at himself, but he took the issue seriously. And I think we need to get back to taking the issue seriously, but not take ourselves too seriously. Which is the opposite of what is happening today. Absolutely. And uh, that's the kind of campaign I'm running for the U.S. Senate. And I've had people tell me, God, why weren't you as governor like you were on the radio? Because we had a lot of humor on the radio. (laughs) And I went, no, I was like that. And they went, well, that's not the part we saw. And, And there was a filter. I mean, the, the media, the media has a strong filter that you really can't get to know the person. And, you know, the other problem with both Republicans and Democrats, especially in D.C., all the D.C. insiders, when they get behind a, a dais like this and they're talking to people, they really think they're the smartest in the room oh, yeah. because they have a title. Oh, yeah. And one of the biggest faults of politicians, and I've got caught in this trap before as a mayor and as a governor. You start believing you what they start say about You start believing you? because oh. when, you're, when you hold the title – Everyone's asking you your opinion. Well, I'm going to ask you your opinion. <laughs> when you when you lose the title, they quit asking you. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. but you know, um, I think we as Republicans need to be more positive. You mentioned when you were governor. The last time you were with us was six years ago when you were running for reelection, mm-hmm. and uh, some might say that uh, there was some interesting votes that showed up around <laughs> midnight on that election. 11.45, is that what it was? Like? <laughs> when, when you look back, and uh, you must ponder, what would the last two, two and a half years in North Carolina been like if you had prevailed in that election? And uh, going through COVID and those kind of things, and you see the emergency, the abuse of emergency power Yeah, that's by the, the governor. first thing I wouldn't have done. I would have followed the Constitution. Yeah. Because the governor does not have the power that he um, he faked himself through, and he got a Democratic Supreme Court degree, but there's no way he has that a type of executive power. So I would have I would have played it more as a team, on a team approach on instituting any policies that we would have done. Also, when what Governor Cooper did with with face mask and some of the rules were so hypocritical and contradictory and inconsistent. For example. Uh, middle school basketball players would have to wear masks. 
right. and yet the Tar Heels didn't, yeah, right. or the Hornets, and they called it science. Yeah. Uh, breweries were open, bars were closed. Right. Small stores were closed, Lowe's and Walmart were open, and no one questioned it. Right. And it had nothing to do with science. It had to do with lobbyists in Raleigh. And I would have mm. never done that. I would have been if we would have had rules. They would have been consistent in their application. And and um, I think we would have been open up much more like Florida was had I been governor. And we would have accomplished more too. You know, he's just beholden to the teachers union. And we would have had more charter schools, more opportunity scholarships, lower taxes, like I did in my four years as governor. I mean, everything I promised as governor, we did. What can we do to keep, and you see this happening in Washington too, but what you just referred to, you would be following the Constitution. It's, I mean, why have we gotten away from that, and how is it that we have to take people to court to follow what is already the law? I mean, in a sense, I look at it, I'm thinking, my gosh, you're breaking the law. How do we get back to the fact that Lex Rex, you know, the the Constitution is king. The law is king. Well, the separation of powers should be king. And we need to constantly go. The executive branch is responsible for the execution of the laws, the operations of the laws. The legislative branch is responsible for passing the laws, nothing else. And, of course, the judicial branch is interpreting the laws when there's a conflict between the two other branches or on other constitutional amendments. Well, just the the recent decision on the gerrymandering of the the maps. Absolutely, absolutely. What an example that is. Oh, but it's become very political, too, at the courts. And the Supreme Court in the state of North Carolina, that was a total political decision. It had nothing to do with the state constitution. By the way, I had to sue my legislature when I was governor because I had a legislature who wanted to do the governor's job. And now we have a governor that wants to do the legislature's (laughs) job. And we need to challenge that because they were brilliant. I mean, our founders were brilliant having three branches of government. And where it started was really Obama with executive orders. And then Trump even took advantage of some of that. And now Biden's taken it to a whole nother level of executive orders, which mm. are kind of a ways to bypass passing laws. And Cooper did it with COVID. He was instituting laws, he not no emergency right. Yeah. orders. Right, right. It was a total hypocrisy. And the media let him get away with it. Well, why? I mean, how, how can you come to the point where we just said, you know, he has no more uh, ability to create law than mm-hmm. I do. I mean, if I came out with some no. proclamation, nobody would listen no, to me. No, in fact, when I I had to do executive orders as governor during the hurricanes that hit Greenville I, that real is, hard. That is a legitimate and emergency. they're supposed to last a certain small period of time right. and have a beginning and end, and you're supposed to have the Council of States approve it. Bingo. See, this is one reason I'm running for the U.S. Senate is because I understand the executive branch and I understand the roles of local and state government. And we have too many people in D.C. who go straight to Congress, go straight to Washington, and don't understand not only the separation of powers, but they don't understand local, state, and federal government and the private sector responsibilities. And with all due regards to my two opponents, they went straight to Washington. By the they way, you have three no opponents. other experience. And, and people go straight to Washington and think Washington is, is the solution. Yeah. When a lot of times Washington needs to get the hell out of the way. Thank you. I'm, I'm Ronald Reagan's. Uh, he was my role model in that. And I see Biden doing certain things, even with the infrastructure bill. Well, he gave the impression that the federal government's totally responsible for infrastructure, and they aren't. The state 
and the cities, including the city of Greenville, have a lot of money in their budget for infrastructure. I don't want the federal government to take over all the city roads or take over all the environmental local policy or take over our schools. Well, unfortunately, a lot of, I'll even say, the woke crowd have, oh. have embraced the federal government as the savior. No matter what the situation no. is, the federal government is the same. And we as conservatives, and I, I'm, I think, much more conservative than my two opponents, two major opponents, I believe in the federal government not getting involved in certain things at the local level, e- even when I agree with it, because it's not their role. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we have enough people in Washington, D.C. who understand that, and that's frankly one of the reasons I'm running. For example, one of the, the main reason I decided to run was when – the federal government, bipartisan, decided to start paying people more not to work than to work mm. during COVID. One of the biggest mistakes, I think, in federal legislation history. And it's not the federal government's responsibility to provide unemployment. That is a state responsibility. Right. Now, when I was governor in 2013 with the fourth highest unemployment rate in the country, I lowered the unemployment rate because I had employers right here in Greenville who said, I can't find people to work because you're paying them so much unemployment in North Carolina. So I made the very controversial decision to reduce the unemployment equal to what Virginia, Tennessee, and uh, Georgia were paying. And it was like— Oh, you were branded as the the Satan incarnate. That was when Reverend Barber and all the liberals protested against (laughs) me, which is kind of ironic. Now I see uh, TV ads in Greenville saying, liberal Pat McCrory. And I'm, I'm going, are you kidding me? If I was liberal, why did all the liberals hate me so much? Um, so um, when when you were wrestling with, and by the way, when Richard Burr announced he was going to resign, I, I not I, run for re-election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for yeah. correcting me. Yeah, not run for re-election. Um, I was really wondering. Okay, he's got this pretty good gig down in uh, Charlotte. He seems to be enjoying life. You're I, talking about me now. You, you, yeah, yeah, I did have a good gig, and I'm thinking. <laughs> I actually thought he might not run. I mean, you know, there was a, and, and you didn't immediately jump in. No, you sort of no. tested the waters. What, what? What was that? The key issue when you that was said, the key issue. And I was talking about it on the radio. And after you know, we took the show from eleven to number one. And we are being offered some other opportunities. And I was making more money doing radio than I was as governor of North Carolina. Isn't that amazing? That is. And I was going, my gosh, this is pretty good work. But Was it more than the Senate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I'd walk out, every time I'd walk out of the radio, I'd had to have a great time. It met my narcissism needs. You know, you feel good about yourself. Right, yeah. Um, I'd walk out and go, you know what, I'm talking about it, but I'm not doing it. Mm. And not to disrespect, because you guys have talent, you and Henry. But after talking about it and leaving the building, I go, man, you can talk about it or you can do it, and I have a chance to do it. Right. And I don't like the Was- what the Washington insiders are doing right now. And the biggest issue was how in the heck can they be paying more people more not to work than to work. Yeah. And they're doing exactly the opposite of what I did as governor of North Carolina. And I predicted when the unemployment benefits would run out in September, finally, the federal part of it, which should have never been done, that it would take three months for people to get back to work. Take longer than that, didn't it? It has. Yeah. But in North Carolina, it took three months. And that's when our unemployment rate, we had the largest drop in unemployment in the United States of America, three months after I hmm. reduced them. During hmm. those three months... My approval rating went down. The liberal media went after me. This is the worst decision. 
a governor has ever made, guess what? It was the best decision. Oh, yeah. If you, if you look at the if you look at the outcome no. after the fact, if you give it a few months and say let's look at the yeah. outcome, politically it was, it was no. a horrible decision. That's when my negatives went down, and I was ridiculed for being a radical right winger, again, which is kind of ironic because now the people I'm running against for the U.S. Senate are calling me a, a radical left winger. <laughs> you, you can't win in this game, but uh, I'm I'm proud of what I did as governor. I kept my promises. And I think we need more people in D.C. who keep their promises, and they're more worried about the next generation than the next election. Thank you. And that's what I did as governor. When you consider what your job was as governor, obviously your priorities, your focus was on North Carolina and North Mm -hmm. Carolinians. Uh, And when you get to the Senate, that would be your first priority. But obviously as a senator, you're a part of a larger body that your decisions will affect the, the country and actually worldwide events. Yes. And, uh, boy, Ukraine is an uh, example of yeah. that. And uh, what should we be doing in Ukraine right now, you think? Uh, first of all, right now we ought to give those planes, get those planes to help um, Ukrainian president protect his country. Right. Uh, it, it, listen, Putin is a Stalinist. And if you know anything about the uh, history of 19, late 30s and early 40s. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. He, he is the second most evil man in the last 300 years, Stalin and Hitler. I mean, they killed millions upon millions of people. And Putin followed him. Putin was a part of the evil empire, which Ronald Reagan talked about. He told us never let down what this evil empire might do. Putin's from that. And that's why I'm critical of my opponent who called him intelligent. Now, he also called him evil. I will concede that. But he isn't intelligent. Anyone who bombs a hospital is not intelligent. Mm. They might be literate, but they're not intelligent. And what he's doing right now is not that of an intelligent person. And when you also say, as my opponent, um, uh, Congressman Budd, said just three weeks ago, while bombs were dropping, well, Putin did this because he needs to protect his uh, southern flank. We understand that. A sitting U.S. congressman should never say that because mm. that can be used mm. against us in Russia by him and his propaganda, by Putin and his propaganda. Right, right. And that's why I feel very strongly a, a senator has to have the maturity to be careful what they say, especially in times of war and peace. Do you think the Biden administration is uh, projecting, telegraphing what they're going to do? Yes. I mean, I, I think they're weak. I, I, I think he's made a. I, I interrupted you. I well, no, no. He, when you come out and you say we will never have boots on the ground, I, look, I'm, I'm no. not. I don't want boots on the ground, but I wouldn't project it. I, I, wouldn't. Th- I think he's made a, a, a terrible mistake. His first mistake was also a slip of the tongue in a press conference where he mm-hmm. said we may allow a slight incursion. Right. That's similar to what. Congressman Bud, if you say something just even small, right. and he tried to correct himself, it still sticks when you're president of the United States for a sitting U.S. congressman. you got to be careful. And uh, But no, what Biden's done wrong is this. He has said what he won't do. Right. And that's wrong. Right. He's telegraphing Well, Putin. and what he says he was going to do, he hasn't done. Yeah. I In mean, fact, planes, he's, he's following. Yeah. The Congress is <laughs> actually leading. Yeah. He is following from behind. He's um, he's incompetent. He doesn't yeah. show strength. And what's even sadder is the vice president. Harris is probably the most incompetent vice president of my lifetime. 
Nothing personal, but she's just she just she's incompetent. She's incompetent. Uh, another of her top staffers and, quit today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then you know they ask her, "Well, can you explain in simplistic terms what the situation is?" She goes, "Russia is the bad guy. <laughs> a big country." <laughs> is invading yeah. Ukraine. I mean, I, you, I shouldn't laugh, but it's... it's she laughs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, laughing hyena. So, um, but these are serious times, and we need to treat it serious, and we need to give consistent signals, unlike we did during COVID. As I gave example, Roy Cooper gave very inconsistent signals regarding Cooper. I mean, regarding COVID, and now Biden is giving very inconsistent signals regarding Putin. Yeah. And so did Ted Budd, and frankly, so did another congressman from this area. I don't, I'm bipartisan in this area uh, in criticism of words matter in times of right. war and peace. Right. What would you say is the – there's a lot of issues out there, but if you had to identify the single biggest issue – that the country is facing, not international issues, but the domestic issues, what would that be? Oh, inflation. And I think the the energy crisis um, and the Biden policy, the Biden-Harris-Schumer-Pelosi policy of um, kind of pseudo-environmental policy, which really won't have a big impact on climate change, but it's going to have a huge impact on the price of your gallon of gas, which I had to fill up coming down here in total shock of how much I had to spend filling up my gas tank. And it's going to bankrupt the middle class and it's going to starve the poor if this continues. And right now we need to unleash, unleash the energy sources of America. Now, when I was governor, I was saying this when I was governor long before this was occurring, I'm going, guys, if we're not continuing to be energy independent, we're going to have inflation. I said this when I was governor six years ago, and that's why I welcomed a natural gas pipeline coming into eastern North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Cooper, and um, there was some $57 million slush fund. Sh- yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 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 If that's not investigated, if that can't be investigated, nothing yeah. will be in North Carolina, but another issue. But now that's been killed. Do you think – well, let me ask you then, would, would you say that Ukraine right now is the biggest international issue? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, because we've got a superpower who has nuclear weapons who is invading a country yeah. like we haven't seen before since World War II. And, and they're using long-range missiles to bomb citizens in hospitals. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. – I, I've read a lot of books on, on uh, the Battle of Stalingrad, the Battle of Berlin – um, World War II and the millions of people lost in Ukraine and Russia at the time um, and the USSR. You know, it's obvious Putin wants to bring back the USSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we don't stop him in Ukraine or support Ukraine, then where will we draw the line in the sand? And this is part of Biden telling him what we won't do. What's your thoughts on this uh uh, Iranian deal that, uh, in fact, Andy McCarthy uh, had a, a, a column that he came out with today, but the Biden administration is basically told our enemy, Russia, come in and be the negotiator for the nuclear deal with Iran. I mean, it's unconscionable. You can't make this up. No. It's serious. We ought to drop those negotiations immediately. This Trump, President Trump was dead right with Iran. And, and President uh, Obama was dead wrong on Iran. 
giving them back their cash and delivering their cash, which helped pay for weapons against American soldiers. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Biden's getting terrible, terrible advice, and he's taking it and implementing it. And they're even doing it now. And then you have John Kerry, who's still saying climate change is the biggest issue in yeah. the world today. D- does he not know what a bomb does to climate change? Yeah, thank you. I mean, I mean you got an entire I mean, country burning to the ground. Do you think that's affecting the CO2? <laughs> it's unbelievable. And the media's letting him get away yeah. with it. Yeah. The media's getting John Kerry is out of control. When he's worried, he's, his biggest concern about the war is, well, Russia now might not be serious about climate yeah. change. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And this is what I'd like to talk about as the next U.S. senator. But North Carolina, is, this impacts North Carolina. I mean, we have a lot Big of time. our military bases here in North Carolina and a lot of military personnel here who I've been to all the military bases as a governor. I've worked with all the commanders at each of the military bases. I understand it. I'd work with them. And I think that experience will also be very helpful in Washington, D.C. Do you think the uh, conservative movement is gaining momentum? Yes. Uh, in fact, I think most conservatives agree on 99% of the issues. Foreign policy, I'm a little concerned about right now. I think we've got a little wing of the conservative party who didn't think Ukraine would be important. I don't think they did their homework. Ukraine is what bigger than Texas, 44 million people. Yeah. This is not a yeah. little country yeah. of yeah. whatever. This is, this is a country that separates Russia from the rest of Western Europe. Um, so on foreign policy, we may have some disagreements, but I think our major disagreement is personality and style. Mm-hmm. Although I, I've, I'm seeing all these TV ads against me, about $15 million of TV ads against me. All the TV ads against me have nothing to do with my actions or my policies that I implemented. Not we, one. Are you surprised that it's gotten and, – and granted, it's the Club for Growth, which is yeah. a pack. But are you surprised how nasty it's gotten? No, not from the Club for oh, Growth. Rick oh. Perry, uh, former governor of uh, Texas and also worked for the Department of Energy, right. secretary yeah. for under Trump, yeah. he's called, he said about the Club for Growth, may they never darken the skies of Texas again. <laughs> and I would say the same thing about North Carolina because I know how deceptive their ads are. And sadly, they might be convincing people of North Carolina Oh, McCrory's a liberal. Well, if I was a liberal, why were all the liberals protesting against me? Um, should, should we have uh, truth in advertising when it comes to political ads? Yeah, but you, you've got the whole issue of the freedom. I know. Of, yeah, uh, I yeah, know. yeah. But but when, you got to call it out. The dilemma is they've got fifteen million dollars. They're trying to buy the U.S. Senate, uh, a, a Washington special interest group that is pro-China trade, anti-farmer, pro-bud is trying to buy North Carolina Senate seat for $15 million, which is a pretty cheap price yeah. these days. Yeah. And so far, it's not working. I mean, despite all this money being spent against me, they're outspending us 15 to 1. We're still ahead in the polls. You brought up your competition, so I will say that when I, you know, if I handicap your race, sure. and I've said from the get-go, if uh, I w- I'm surprised that Mark Walker stayed in, to be honest with you. But I, I, f- I figured he'd turn around and run for the for the House seat, basically because I just don't think he's got a shot at it at all. But he stayed in, and uh, with Eastman getting in and Ted Budd in, it seems to me— We actually have 14 people in. Oh, is that? Well— There are going to be 14 people on the ballot. It seems to me <laughs> that um, that gives you an upper hand. I mean, I, I don't know how your advisors look at it, but but the fact that Walker stayed in, and I think 
that is going to split a vote. You you have the the, you, the the biggest thing you have is the name recognition, being the former governor. Well, I have a record of achievement yeah. too. I yeah. don't think I don't know of any Republican who goes, "You did a bad job as governor, or you did a bad job as mayor." I mean, I was tough on crime, tough, tough on immigration. I turned uh, deficits into surpluses. I stuck with the the values of North Carolina and stood up for the values of North Carolina. Um, so people know my record. So a few, a certain, maybe 15 to 20 percent will believe the ads because right. it was so effective in the way they cut and pasted. But most people go, eh, you know, that's not the guy. <laughs> that's not the guy we know. Well, I could never run for any office having been on the radio for 12 years and having up on yeah. social media because, I mean, I, and when I saw those ads, I, 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 <laughs> I, did, I didn't know a lot about Club for Growth, but I thought, uh, you can make anybody say anything. Oh, yeah. They took clips uh, if you from have, one day and, the, and, and oh, another yeah. week and combined them. Yeah. I saw the ad, and I decided to vote against me for a brief <laughs> moment. I mean, it's just it's, it, it, the manipulation that they did on those ads. And again, not one of those ads attacked my policies or my actions as a governor or as a mayor. Um, do you do you feel like the primary is the uh, rougher of the two races? Is that going to be no, tougher? No, the general, general election will be tougher. Okay, this is going to be a fifty-fifty race. Just because there's going to be so much out, it'll be out of so, state you, money. It'll be hundreds of millions of dollars on the ground. This race, primarily the Club for Growth, this pro-China group, is spending fifteen million dollars, which is unheard of. Is they're spending more against me than any group in the United States of America. I don't know what they have against me, but. Whatever it's a Washington-based group that uh, has a couple of billionaires that are giving their money. Do you think it's because they look at North Carolina as you know a a purple state and a bellwether state? I don't know. I can't okay. answer. Yeah. I can't yeah. answer about a. Your, yeah. I can't answer yeah. about a special interest group. I just know the ads that they're running is everything wrong with politics today. Yeah. And um, but I've got to deal with it. And the only way I deal with it is tell the viewers here right. the ads are total lies. Right. But I stand by my record. And if they start attacking my record, I have no problem with that. But they, don't, they haven't attacked my record, my conservative record. Notice none of the ads go after my record. They'll say I'm a liberal, but they never say what I did as a liberal because there isn't anything. Right, right. It's, it's quite impressive. It's, it's about what Putin's doing to the people of Russia. You know, giving them a false message oh, yeah. of Ukraine's attacking them. It's to another degree, a much more serious degree. The, well, the ramifications are but life it's and pro death. But propaganda is propaganda. Yeah, yeah. And right now, uh, the, the Putin issue, the foreign policy issue with the Senate is very involved in that issue. Um, it'll be an issue where I think the Senate, the founders of the Constitution were brilliant, not only separation of powers, but between the House and Senate. The House is the people's house. Where, you know, a lot of the congressmen throw everything against the wall and see sure. what sticks. The Senate is a place for wisdom and experience and people who've been through it, not just politically but otherwise, who've made mistakes, who've done good things, who've learned, and who are looking beyond just the short-term election. That's why the framers were brilliant in making six-year terms. It's so they would think long-term. Right. Well, the House is every two years. Well, and, unfortunately, some of those old geezers up there are well, thinking really long term. Well, the Washington insiders, have, they're failing us. Yeah. Both Republicans and Democrats, some of them are failing us. And I'm running against two limits? congressmen. I'm absolutely for term limits. Yeah. Absolutely for term limits. I also don't agree in seniority. 
getting committee chair jobs. Yeah. And I yeah. believe in term limits. I do agree with term limits of chairman's job. I think too many— Well, the Republicans have that uh, on their own party, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good move. Right. Um, but this this seniority of you don't get to be a chairman unless you serve for 30 years, 40 years, or right. whatever, it's just—it's ridiculous. Because that's the get-along— Go along. Well, the mentality. you know it's interesting. Uh, Carolina Journal came out today. The number of unaffiliated voters now stands at two million five hundred three thousand nine hundred ninety seven, <laughs> compared to two million four hundred and ninety six thousand Democrats and the Republicans just behind that. That is the biggest group of voters now yeah. unaffiliated. And, and my, my polls, our polls show us two to one with independents. And I th- actually, all these negative ads against me in the primary helped me in the general election. Because a lot of people are just sick of the negative yeah. ads. Well, that's and that's, personal that's exactly why these numbers are what yeah, they are. Again, if they attack my record, I have no problem with that. If they happen to disagree with me decreasing unemployment rate and say you're a, you're a terrible person for decreasing someone's unemployment rate, there's an argument that maybe you could present. Not in the long run because it worked. But should you, should you say you're a terrible person for doing it or should they say, I they, disagree they, I with disagree that? I disagree with your yeah, policy. If right, they do right, that, I have no problem right. with that. If they disagree with my policy of lowering the income tax in North Carolina, which was the highest in the southeast, which I lowered. If they disagree with my um, uh, paying off a $2.2 billion debt of unemployment to the federal government and leaving Governor Cooper a $4 yeah. billion dollar surplus – um, you can disagree with that. Right. I haven't right. got my thank you letter from the governor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know you got to run. Thanks yeah, for stopping thanks. by and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Primary is how many weeks away? It's uh 58 days, 58 <laughs> How many days. hours and minutes? <laughs> 58 days. Counting and and but, uh, voting starts within the month. Yeah. So it's, it's here. And this is going to be the bellwether election. I think for Republicans, uh, May 17th, yeah. for the rest of the nation. It's uh, it's a good time to be a Republican. It is, if we don't blow it. Well, um, and I've, I've said that numerous times listen, in my North program. Carolina, North Carolina, I don't care who wins, but I think I have the best chance of winning the general election. We've seen the polls saying that. Do not take North Carolina for granted. Right. George Soros will throw millions of dollars, oh, yeah. millions, into yeah. this race. He did it in my governor's race. He'll do it again. And, and I know I have negative ads against me in the Republican primary. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that, that we, we ought to talk about that subject, too, This uh, the ability of a George Soros to throw an election and how many— DAs and uh, George uh, Soros had a little bit of impact on my election. He left everyone else alone in North Carolina, but he he wanted that governor's seat. But that's okay. We've we've learned our lesson. We know how to fight back, and we're going to fight back not just in the general, but to win the primary also. Well, but we're going to do it in the right way. Yeah, we're going to do it in the right way. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks a lot. Great being Look back. Thanks for having, having me again. You bet. Stay with us. News and views continues right after this. <laughs> 